Hello, hi, welcome to Declare Victory. Has anybody joined the call that would like to say good morning? Hi, good morning. Good morning, Mona. It's Deborah Evans. Good morning. Happy Saturday. Happy Saturday, Deborah. <laughs> I'm doing well. How about you? I'm doing well. It's blessed to be woke. Look, yes, look, look. Pains yes, and all. Yes. <laughs> yes, indeed. It's a, it's a blessing to be in the land of the living, huh? That's what I said. Pains and <laughs> all. I woke up, my knees yes. was cracking. Crack, crack, crack. I said, God, <laughs> This this life it'll keep you on your knees. <laughs> That's what it does. Everything that we're going through will just keep us on our knees. Yeah. <laughs> great way to put it. When I every time I think about my knees, hey Kim, that's what I'm thinking about. <laughs> Good way to put it. I was created to stay on my knees, huh? <laughs> no, I just get it. <laughs> Give good. him the praise. That's it. Yeah. That's just the bottom line. Hello, hi. Have anybody um joined the call? I would like to say Good morning. Call. Hi, good morning. Who is who is this? This is Micah. Hi Micah. Hi. How how are you? Um, I am blessed, sister. I'm so blessed, ready to hear your husband's declaration and Ready to pray with you? I'm just excited. This will be welcome. Me too. Me too. And who is this? I'm sorry, I didn't hear your name. Oh, oh, my name is Mona. I'm Mona. Oh, hi, Mona. Hi. I haven't recognized everybody's voices quite yet. I got a couple, but not everybody. <laughs> yeah. It'll take a minute. It's me. I know we have um, the time change. Yes, and that's good. I like that yes. part. It is. It's good on one hand, but our kids get up early. So last night we go, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> right. Michael. You know what I noticed about my son? He, he be trying to speak more and more. I be making this, but get up. I be like, but get your butt up. <laughs> yes. I can't wait till that good. happens. <laughs> yes. Oh, my goodness. Cool. Yes. These kids. Yes. Well. Hello, hi. Um, anybody else have joined the call that wants to say good morning? We would love to say good morning to hear your beautiful sound. Hello. Hello, hi, welcome to Declare Victory. I am Mona. I'm going to be your host this morning. If anybody joins the call that would like to say good morning, I would love to. We would, we would love just to hear your beautiful voice. Miss Mona, what part of California are you in? Oakland. Oakland, okay. California. 
Yeah. Are you a Raiders fan? You We're in Phoenix. Oh, Phoenix. That's why right. Arizona. Remember now. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. Are you a Raiders fan? Um, you know one thing. I like all of them. I, I'm one of the people who watch football, and people begin mad at me because I be root for the underdog. I just <laughs> me too. <laughs> yeah, I could just. I'll be watching it, and all of a sudden I'll be like, "Oh, I like that team." You know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, my husband. I'm I'm a LeBron hater. I'm just like I don't I don't like I'm a, I'm not always for the superstar. I like Kawhi because he's humble, <laughs> and my husband's like, "You're such a hater." <laughs> yeah, that's me. Good I like morning. That. Hi, good morning, good morning. It's Diane. Hey, Diane. Good morning. How you doing, sister? Good morning, everyone. Happy Saturday. Good Happy morning. Saturday. Good morning. Hello. <laughs> Welcome to Claire Victory. <laughs> Who else has joined the call that would like to say good morning, please? Say good morning. We would love to hear your sound. Good morning. It's Susie. Hey, Susie. How you doing, Susie? I'm hanging in here. How are you? Oh, gosh. I'm just blessed. Wake up. It's a new perspective. I'm just, just, just feeling good about that period. I'm just mourning about the loss of my my Australian Shepherd dog, so it's a little oh, hard. Yeah. <laughs> he was my uh, my dog that helped me get around and stuff like that. But that's you know it is what it is. He's up there running with the other doggies in heaven. Yeah. Oh, oh. Good morning, Sipat. Good morning, hi. It's Tybet. Good morning, Hello. Ms. Dee. Good morning, everybody. Hey, good morning. Hey, Dee. Good morning, it's Dee Dee. Blessings. Oop, I'll just call the other person, Dee Dee. Hey, Dee Dee. That was my sister, Deidre. She, that's... Oh, that's, Deidre. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> good morning, everybody. Blessings. Hey, good morning. Who is that? Do you get? I'll be again because we are truly blessed just to be on the call. Take that in. Hallelujah. We are, sis. Hello. Welcome to Declare Victory. Have anybody joined the call that would like to say good morning? This is the time to do so. Please do. I encourage you to. We just want to hear your sound and just love on you. Welcome you. Good morning, Mona. Hey, family. Hey, good morning, Lisa. How you doing, sister? Good. How are you? I'm better. I must say I'm better. Good morning, Miss Leonia. Hey, Miss Lee, how are you doing? I'm good doing fine. How are you? I'm good. Good to see yes. you. Good hearing you too, babe. Good morning, it's Prosperous Pam. Happy Saturday, everyone. Happy Saturday, Prosperous. How are you doing this morning? Good. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Good to hear you. Great hearing you as well. Thank you. You're welcome. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Declare Victory. If you haven't said good morning, now is the time to say good morning. We encourage you to say good morning. We just want to hear your sound and just say good morning.
This is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. God, we just thank you for being on the wake-up list. Okay, we're going around one more time. Hello, this is the Claire Victory. If anybody out there would like to say good morning, this is the time to say good morning. Happy Saturday. Okay, this is the part of the call. We're about to move, move along now. Okay. Hello. Hi. Before we get started, I would ask everyone to please put your phone on mute. Look down at your phone and make sure it's on mute before we can proceed. Hello. My name is Ramona Pritchett, and I am your hostess. Thank you for joining us here on Declare Victory. We are a prayer call that meets Monday through Saturday, starting at 6 o'clock a.m. Pacific time to edify and empower and encourage and equip you in your walk with Christ. Please feel free to invite a friend so they can be blessed too. Be sure to join us daily in November for the monthly theme entitled Reset. Our wonderful and gifted declarers will definitely bless you. There is no announcements for today. Okay, and we encourage you to partner with Declare Victory in giving in an effort to share the gospel both locally and abroad. You can do so by visiting declarevictory.org, paypal.me slash declarevictory, or cash app. It's the dollar sign Declare Victory. We pray blessings by our Heavenly Father be returned to you for your giving and trusting in Him. There are no prayer requests from the app, and um, I believe the only one we are going to continue to lift up our our sister Susie as she continues to grieve her 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 um her best friend. Okay. The order of the call is prayer and corporate praise will be brought by Micah. The declaration would be brought by Amy. Then we will go right into closing comments hosted by our declarer. I shall repeat that the corporate praise would be brought by Micah. The declaration would be brought by Amy. And then we'll go into closing comments hosted by our declarer, Amy. Okay, and today's scripture for today is First Peter 5 and 10. And the God of all grace, who called you to his eternal glory in Christ, after you have suffered a little while, will himself restore you and make you strong, firm, and steadfast. Yes, Lord. May the Lord add a blessing the reading, hearing, and doing of his holy word. At this time, we ask that you put your phones on mute until instructed to come off. Once again, I have to repeat that. Please, everybody, just look down at your phone and just make sure your phone is on mute. I now pass the call to the prayer warrior. Micah. Father God, we just thank you for today. We thank you for your mercies that are new every morning. And Holy Spirit, we invite you to come into this call, to come into each room right where people are. We ask that you would just envelop us with your presence. 
Father God, we ask that you would do a new thing this morning. Lord, we thank you that every day is a fresh opportunity, God. It doesn't matter what happened last night, but you wait to be gracious to us, Lord. Your word says that you wait to be merciful and to be gracious, and we thank you for your kindness, Lord. We thank you that you have gotten us out of the pit of sin, the pit of hell, God, that you reached down into the muck and the mire and pulled us out, Lord, and you put our feet upon solid ground. We thankful for, we're thankful for your faithfulness towards us, God. We thank you for, for your provision, Lord God. We thank you that all that you have done for us, Lord, for our families, God. We thank you for the circumstances that we go through that we would change, Lord, but that you are strengthening us through. We thank you that in our weakness that your grace is sufficient. We thank you that in our weakness, your strength is made perfect, God. So we come to you with our weaknesses today, God. We come to you with our hearts. We come to you with our wounds, God, knowing that you are the great physician, knowing that you are the restorer of all things, Lord God, knowing that you provide abundantly above all that we could ask, hope, think, or imagine, Lord Jesus. I thank you that you will open up the windows and pour out blessings so great that everyone on this phone call will have abundant testimonies, Lord, of what they had to give away because they couldn't contain it, God. I thank you that you are merciful to all that come, to all that seek you, Lord God. I thank you that you are faithful and just to forgive us of all of our unrighteousness when we come to you, Lord. And on this day, we do come to you and we give you all of our unrighteousness, God. We give you all of our unforgiveness, all of our anger, all the bitterness, all unfilthy, the filthy words that come out of our mouths, the filthy words that are in our hearts, God, the attitudes that are ungodly, Lord. Those sins that we have looked at as not a big deal because we've become so acquainted with them, God, I ask that you would just strike us with the fear of the Lord, that you would strike our hearts with reverence and awe of your name, God, that you are holy, and yes, you are kind and you are merciful, Lord, but you are holy, and Lord, you have made us holy unto yourself when we present ourselves to you, Jesus, so we come any areas of our heart, God, that we have hardened, any areas that we've been holding on to or holding back right now, we release them to you, God. We lay them down before you, and we invite you into those areas, and we just say that you would come in and have your way, that you would wash us of all unrighteousness, God, that our righteousness is a filthy rag, but the blood of Jesus has washed us over and made us clean, God. We just ask that you would come in, Lord, you would renew our minds, that you would renew our hearts, you would renew our strength, God. We ask for Sister Susie right now that you would strengthen her heart, God, that you are near to the brokenhearted and you are near to those that are crushed in spirit. So I ask that you would strengthen her, God, that you would lift her up right now that you would just bring joy to her heart, God, supernatural joy, supernatural peace that surpasses all understanding, Lord. I thank you that you are all things to all men, Lord Jesus, that you don't come in a one-size-fits-all box, Lord. You see our individual needs and you meet us where we are, God. You don't ask us to come in any certain way, Lord. We just break off any religious mindset that says we have to come in looking in a certain way or we can't come to you because of what we did or we can't come because of that one thing that we just keep doing over and over and we repent and we get stuck in that thing, God. We just thank you that today is a new day, that we get off the hamster wheel on this day, Lord God, that today we can get up and dust ourselves off, Lord. You said that a righteous man falls, I don't remember how many times, but he falls a lot and he gets back up and that's the key is to get back up. So I thank you that you strengthen us to get back up and to continue to run to you because you are our righteousness. It's not in our own strength, God, and we just ask for forgiveness of any pride when we come in with that prideful attitude that we should be able to do it, that we should have it all together by this point, that we should be able to, God, but we can do nothing apart from you, Lord. So we ask that right now you would strengthen our hearts, God, strengthen us with might in our inner man, Lord Jesus, and we lift up the authorities to you, God, the authorities locally 
in our nation. God, we lift up the police to you. We lift up all the people that need their hearts changed, that are in authority, God, and we call their hearts into alignment, God, but we also repent of any wrong attitudes, and we call our hearts into alignment with what your word says to honor, Lord. So we ask for a heart shift in the authority and a heart shift in ourselves, God, that we would be able to align with your word. God, we release your righteousness, your heart for all men in us, in them, Lord Jesus, that we would walk in love, God. We ask that you would help us to walk, Lord. They, your word says that you will be known by your love. The Christians will be known by our love. So we ask that you would pour out your love, God. It's not in our strength. It's not in our natural feelings, God. We don't have to feel it, but we do have to be obedient. So we ask for strength to be obedient to your word. And God, we just lift up these elections to you, God, that whatever your will is, if it's our opinion or if it's not our opinion, Lord God, that that will would be done on earth as it is in heaven, Lord Jesus. We say that you would have your way, that the righteousness of you would come through this next leader, God, that you would appoint and you would anoint this next leader, God, just as you did David, whichever way it swings, Lord Jesus, that you would anoint him, his mouth, his heart would be for the things of your people, God, that this nation would be prosperous, that we would bless your people, Israel, God, that we would bless your name. Lord Jesus, that the praises of your people would be heard in the White House and that this nation would once again be known as a nation that fears and reveres your name, Lord Jesus. Father God, we just thank you for the, our families, God, for the children that are represented on this call, Lord, those that are astray, we call them back home, Lord God, those that are battling any sickness, God, right now we command bodies to align with the word of your word that says that by your stripes we are healed, so Jesus, we plead your blood over each one on this phone call, but whether it be mental, whether it be emotional, physical, Lord God, right now we call all bodies into alignment completely with the price that you paid, Jesus, you were crushed for our iniquity, God, you took stripes for our healing, and we just say right now, we receive the reward for your suffering, God, because you've invited us into yours, and we are one with you, Jesus. And God, I just thank you that you showed me a picture of surrender, that you have invited us into a place of surrender and a place of sitting at your feet. And the picture that you showed me, God, was that we were just in a boot camp walking through the mud. But there were people that had people on their legs and had tires on their legs, and they're trying to run, but you can't run because you're carrying the weight of something that you weren't meant to carry. So right now, God, I thank you for the invitation to lay those weights down, those things that so easily ensnare us, Lord God. Right now, we lay them down at your feet because you can carry them, but we can't, Lord. God, I just thank you that what started as a self-defense mechanism, what started as um, self-preservation right now is turned into a way of life, and it's too hard to carry, God. So we do lay those things down, Lord Jesus. We repent for trying to carry things we weren't meant to carry. And I'm reminded of Moses where he lifted his hands, and there was victory when his hands were raised. Well, you can't raise your hands when you're carrying the weight that you weren't intended to carry. So right now, we lay those things down. We lift up our hands and worship God. That's the place that our victory comes from is with our hands surrendered to you. So right now, Jesus, we just praise you for who you are. We praise you for all you've done. We thank you that you are God victorious, that you are the Lord God who is mighty in battle and that you are fighting for us. Lord, your word in Exodus 14 says that we just need to be still, that you will fight for us. So we invite you to fight for us, and we ask that you would still our hearts, that you would just give us the ability to sit at your feet, that you would give us the ability to drink from your spirit, that you would help us, Lord, to give that servant mentality of that we have to do, 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 that we would be able to just be at your feet, that you just want us to be with you so that we can be filled, and out of that abundance, we can serve. Out of that abundance, 
we can be what we need to be for the kingdom. We can do what we need to do for the kingdom. But God, those of us that have just been run ragged because we're doing it in our own strength, God, we surrender that to you. And we ask that you would just come in and that you would infuse us with your spirit. Holy Spirit, we bind up every attack of the enemy right now. We just say that every spirit of witchcraft be broken, every Jezebel spirit be broken, every manipulative spirit be broken, every spirit of control be broken. God, I thank you that today is a new day, Lord God, that the chains come off, Lord, even today, that yesterday is completely different, that today we would have a new strength that we weren't in yesterday, that this morning, even if we woke up not feeling it, that right now we would be able to feel your strength coming into us, God, but that thing that we want to say yes to, or that thing that we continue to do, we would have the strength to say nope, and that one choice no would be a domino effect, that it would just continue to say nope, I said no once, I can do it again, and the next thing, and that next stronghold, God, we break every stronghold that has bound us for so long, Jesus, we just ask that right now you would come in, and that you would supernaturally just release minds, release shoulders, release the, the tension in people's backs where they're carrying these burdens that you would lift them off i thank you that people are able to breathe more deeply today god i thank you that we're able to drink you in lord god i thank you for identity being released lord jesus i thank you that it's not about what you can do how much you're doing for the church how much you're doing for others but it's about who you are before him and if you never did another thing your position is still the same so god i thank you for that revelation and i ask that you continue to strengthen us god and for those that just need the Father's um, affirmation on this day, God, I ask that you would just affirm that you are loved, you are cherished, you are desired, and I thank you for your word that says that, Lord, that we are precious to you, that you are fair, and that you are finer than 10,000, Lord. I thank you that we are chosen a royal priesthood, and God, right now, I just thank you that you are enthroned upon the praises of your people, and we invite all of you right now to just lift up your praise and thanksgiving to the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Thank you. 
give you praise, glory, and honor. We bless your name. Because you are the and you are so Father, we thank you again. We thank you and we bless your name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We cry victory on this morning. Victory over you are the great I am. Oh, God, thank you.
Hey, good morning. Declare victory. Can everybody hear me? Yes, sir. Yeah. All right. Great, great. Uh, yeah, so thank you, Ramona, for introducing uh, the call. And thank you, uh, Micah, for leading us in prayer. Uh, I'm really excited to be back on and to be a part of the ministry. Uh, so, yeah, so my name is Femi, and uh, we're coming to you from uh, Phoenix, Arizona. And, um, yeah, we are just we're so humbled and so thankful to be um, a part of this ministry. So um, like uh, Mona said, the uh, theme for this month is uh, Reset. And uh, the title of my message is called Strengthen Yourself in the Lord. Again, the title is Strengthen Yourself in the Lord. And I want to go through uh, two chapters. Uh, the first one is First Samuel, chapter 29, and the second one is First Samuel, chapter 30, 1 through 6. All right, so I want to start off with the definition of uh, reset. So the definition that I, I found for reset was to set, adjust, or fix in a new or different way. And I thought the timing of this theme for reset uh, is very key because 2020 has been a year of just numerous resetting. You know, everything has had to be reset due to the, uh, to the pandemic. You know, the way that we do life, the way that we do business, the way that we do church, you know, everything has had, has had to have a reset or, a, or an adjustment. And, you know, I thought whenever um, I found out that the, the theme for 2020 was reset, I was like, this is good because 2020 is about to end. And, you know, I think that we could all use, you know, another major reset before we step into 2021. And um, the, one of the benefits about um, resetting is that we can do things a different way. You know, so if we're stuck in, um, you know, negative emotions, uh, a negative mindset, negative perceptions, a reset can allow us to make an adjustment and to, and to change our perception and to do things differently. And um, many, many years ago, um, I was back in Australia, and I was I was playing basketball, and I had an injury that caused my nose to be broken. And you know there was blood everywhere. My nose was it was broken and it was dislocated. You know so it was a pretty a pretty uh, catastrophic injury. And I went to the doctor. He took a look at it. And he said that the treatment was going to have to be a two-part treatment. And so the first thing he said was we, we have to reset the nose back into its, to its original position. And then in a few days, you, you come back in 
and we're going to do a minor surgery to repair the broken um, cartilage. And he said the reason why we don't, or the reason why we want to reset the nose right now is because if we let the nose sit in the out of place position, then the treatment and the healing becomes difficult because all of the all of the swelling and all of the uh, the bones and the and the muscles and the ligaments set in a bad position, and so we said we have to do a manual adjustment today, the day that I broke it, to reset the nose back into its its right position. And so he took his two hands and uh, he grabbed my nose and he just bang he popped it back into place, and um, it, it it was very painful. <laughs> You know, I wanted to scream. I wanted to just like yell, but uh, you know, it was painful. I, I just I kept it together. You know, I, I think I I might have cried. You know, but I I kept it together. And um, he said, "Okay, we're done." You know, the next part is in a few days when the swelling goes down, we can do the uh, the surgery to repair the cartilage and the bone. And uh, as I was preparing preparing for the message, I thought like, "Wow, the doctor said." The reason why we have to reset the nose back into position is so that the nose doesn't sit in a bad place and the swelling and all the, the muscles and the tendons don't sit in a bad place because then the treatment becomes more difficult. And, you know, Micah, when she was praying this morning, she, she prayed against, um, you know, complacency, you know, allowing, um, you know, self-preservation or um, a, a mindset of, um, yeah, self self preservation to become a way of life, and you know I think this is this is why um, resetting is one of the most important things. I think one of the most important things of a Christian life is because if we sit too long with negative emotions, neg a negative mindset, um, you know, a mindset of, of self preservation, you know, whatever it is, if we sit too long in that place, then we become we become comfortable. And we become complacent and the the treatment and the healing and you know the correction for those things that we're sitting in becomes more difficult and so we always have to be ready to reset and we always have to be taking inventory of our life and see where our, our mind is at and our perspective is at and we have to compare that to the to the word of god you know is my mindset right now does it align with the word of god is my perception align with the word of God? Do my actions, do my thoughts align with the word of God? And if they don't, bang, we need to reset right away. We don't want to sit and become complacent in, in negative emotions and negative mindsets, negative perceptions. And, you know, oftentimes it is very difficult to change the circumstances and the environment around you. You know, in fact, I think oftentimes God doesn't want us to change the circumstances and the the environment around us. You know, I think that God wants us to change the way that we respond to the environment and to the circumstance. And this brings me to point one. Uh, point one is don't waste energy trying to change the circumstances and the environment around you. And I want to go through um, 1 Samuel uh, chapter 29, 
and First Samuel chapter uh, chapter thirty one through six. So I'm going to summarize First uh, Samuel chapter uh, twenty nine. So this story goes into the life a little bit of, of um, David. You know, we know the story about David in the Bible. You know, a shepherd boy uh, who's anointed to be king, and you know, David is like one of the key characters in the book of um, in the book of Psalms. He wrote most of the Psalms, and in First Samuel uh, chapter twenty nine, David is living in a town called Ziklag, and most of David's uh, circumstances around this time in his life. Um, is centered around basically running for his life because there's a man by the name of King, uh, King Saul who is trying to kill David. Uh, and the reason why is because uh, Saul is very jealous of David. You know, God literally stripped the kingdom out of Saul's hand and gave it to David. And so Saul is, is jealous, and Saul is trying to kill David. And so David's life involves running and, you know, constantly watching his back and, you know, constant, constantly, um, you know, trying to protect his life. And so David, uh, while in Ziklag, he meets up with an army that is getting ready to fight King Saul. And so David is like, hey, I mean, we have common en enemies. You know, he's trying to kill me. You guys want to fight him. Let's, let's team up and let's do this together. And so on the day that the army was preparing to battle King Saul, um, the commanders of the Philistine army looked back and saw David and his men. And they were like, wait a minute. Why is David and his men with us and getting ready to fight in battle? And they said, can we, can we take a second and just make sure our phone is on mute, please? Thank you. And so, so the commanders of the army took a look back, and they saw that David and his men were getting ready to fight, um, uh, fight King Saul. And so the commanders were like, wait a minute. Wasn't David, didn't David used to be an acquaintance of Saul? You know, we, we don't trust him. You know, what, what if David has a plan to, lead, to go down into battle against King Saul and then turn against us and help King Saul fight us. And so they said to David, take your men and go back, go back home. You know, we don't need you in this battle. And so David is rejected. And so David gets all of his men, I believe there were 600, he gets all of his men and they go back to his home in Ziklag. And when David arrives in Ziklag, he comes back to see the entire city burned to the ground and all of his wives, all of the, the women, all of the children were gone. Not just David's wives and, and children, but all of, the, all of the men, all of the soldiers that were with him, their wives, their children, everything is gone. And so 1 Samuel chapter 30, verse 3 says, and when David and his men came back to the city, they found it burned with fire. David and all the men with him raised their voices and wept. Verse 6, David 
was greatly distressed, for the people spoke of stoning him. So everybody turned against David. Everyone said, David, this is your fault. You know, this is your fault that our city is burned down. This is your fault that our kids and our wives are taken away. So David is living a life on the run. David is rejected. He comes back. His wives are gone. His children are gone. His entire city is burned down. And now all of his men point the finger at him and say, and say this is your fault. And what does David do? The Bible says in, in 1 Samuel chapter 30, uh, verse 6, it says, David strengthened himself in the Lord. David strengthened himself in the Lord. In the midst of, um, of, of his home being burned down and rejection, and in the midst of his, his um, wives and kids being kidnapped, he strengthened himself. He didn't try to change the circumstance and the environment around him. He didn't even fight back against people's perceptions when they said, this is your fault. David strengthened himself. He stood up. He went to the priest and he said, bring me the ephod, which is like a, um, like a priest um, outfit. He said, bring me the ephod. And he, David said, I'm going to talk to God. And so David inquired of God and said, what should I do in this situation? Okay, he didn't blame God. He didn't whine at God. He didn't say, you know, God, how could, you know, why is my life so messed up? I'm rejected. Uh, King Saul is trying to kill me. Now my, my wives are gone and the people hate me. They want to kill me. David said, God, what should I do? And God said to David, pursue the men that did this to you because you will surely overtake them. And so David and his men, they pursued and they got their, their, uh, their families back and, you know, they were able to, um, you know, get their kids and their wives back. But the story, but I love the story because David wasn't focused on the environment. He wasn't focused on the circumstances. Everyone blamed him. He didn't even respond. When they blamed him, when he was in distress, he said, I'm going to talk to God. I'm not going to try to change the circumstances. I'm not going to try to change the environment around me. I'm not going to fight back against people's thoughts and perceptions about me. I'm going to go to God. And he did, and he was able to get back, you know, his wives and his kids and everyone's, everyone, everyone else's wives and kids. You know, his city, his city was still burned down. His home was still burned down. He was, he was still rejected. You know, many things in his life didn't change, but David wasn't concerned about that. David was concerned about how, his own posture and his own heart before God. And so David reset. In the midst of distress, in the midst of um, kidnapping, in the midst of pain, David reset. He made an adjustment. And he said, I'm going to go to God to get an answer to this situation. And this brings me to point two. Uh, point two uh, is don't get comfortable or complacent in negative situations. 
Okay, we we kind of touched on this um, earlier on, and I loved you know when Micah just prayed, um, you know for for a lot of us, you know self preservation and negative perceptions has become like a way of life. We just become complacent and comfortable in it, and the the danger of becoming complacent and becoming comfortable in, in uh, comfortable in negative mindsets and um, you know whatever the negative circumstance is. The danger of becoming comfortable in that place is that we can actually begin to predict what's going to happen in the future. You know, so we can we can sit there and say, you know what, my life has always been one of rejection. So I know that in this next season, in this new church, in this new neighborhood, I'm going to be rejected. And if you think like that, because as the Bible says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so shall he be. So if you, if you think like that, it will actually happen. And that, that is the danger, in my opinion, that is the danger of becoming comfortable and complacent. We begin to, we begin to almost predict what is going to happen in the future. But I dare you to dream outside your circumstances. I dare you to dream and step into the unknown, to step in a, into a place where you, can, where you cannot predict what's going to happen, where you can only say, God, I don't know what's going to happen, but I trust you. I trust you, Father God, with this, with this next move. I'm afraid, I'm nervous, but guess what? I trust you. Even if I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, you are with me. I don't know what's going to happen if I go to this new church? I don't know if what's going to happen if I move to this new neighborhood. I don't know what's going to happen if I move across the country. But God, I'm going to trust you. I dare you to dream. I dare you to have that perspective where you say, you know what? I cannot predict what's going to happen. In my previous life, I could. I could, I could predict it. I'm going to go there. I'm going to do this. And I'm going to feel this way. I'm going to feel rejected. I'm going to feel um, abandoned. I'm going to feel like nobody likes me because that was my previous life. My previous life, I was complacent and comfortable in those, in those feelings and emotions. And so whenever those feelings and emotions came up, yep, the environment justified what I felt about the situation. But today is a new day. Today is a day where we say, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know if, um, if this is going to work out. But you know what? I trust you. I trust you, God. And I'm going to come to you just like David did in the midst of, this, of distress, in the midst of pain. David went to God. And today is a new day where we go to God and we say, God, 2021 is around the corner. I don't know what 2021 is going to look like. I don't know what this country is going to look like when we finally announce the president. But God, I'm going to trust you. I'm going to trust you. I don't have the power to change the circumstances around me. But God, I'm going to change the way that I respond. I'm going to make an adjustment. I'm going to reset my perception. I'm going to reset my, my thoughts and the way that I see things because today is a new day. And so I just want to just throw a question out to everybody and just say, um, you know, what, 
will a reset mean for you? You know, what does a reset look like for you? Because it's important for everybody to to ask themselves these questions because we have to be able to define and have vision for the things that we desire and the things that, that we seek in life. Because the Bible says, you know, God's people perish for a lack of vision. And I, I also believe that God's people perish for a lack of definition. You know, if we, if we cannot define what we want, how, how will we know, um, how will we know that we have arrived or that we have achieved the thing that we have desired? You know, for example, you say, you know what, I want to, I want to have a better outlook on life. Okay. What does that mean? Define that. Define it so that when you finally start having the better outlook, you can, you can step, step back and say, you know what, man, I've come a long way. I used to be like this, but in this current moment, my outlook is more positive. I see people differently. I see things clearly. I've changed. But without a definition, without a vision, without having, without taking the time to say to yourself, what will a reset look like for me? There's no way for you to step back and observe and say, you know what? I've come a long way. I've changed. I'm different. And that's why it's important to have a vision and to have a definition for yourself for reset and for anything you want in life. You know, you, you, want a, you want a new job, okay? Why? You know, why do you want a new job? Define that. So that when you finally get a new job, you can say to yourself, okay, I'm in this job because I want to advance in this area. I'm in this job because I want to grow in this area. Because if there's no definition, when things get shaky, when things get rough, you're going to say, yep, this is my life. <laughs> this is this is my life. Everything always, never, every, nothing works out. You know, this always happens to me. But if you have a definition and say, I'm in this situation because I prayed for a new job and I wanted to grow and develop in this area of, of management. That way, when things get rough, you can say, thank you, God, for this trial. Thank you, God, for this situation because it's going to teach me how to manage in, in complex situations. You know, we have to have a definition. We have to have a vision for the things that we want. Okay, and that, that is the, um, the end of my message. And I just wanted to kind of recap uh, just in case anybody uh, joined late. But um, uh, this month we're talking about reset. And uh, the title of my message was uh, Strengthen Yourself in the Lord. And I went through two main points. And uh, the first one was don't waste energy trying to change the circumstances around you. And I talked about uh, David in 1 Samuel chapter 29 and 1 Samuel chapter 30. Um, you know, David was faced with a very stressful situation. Um, his, his hometown was raided. Uh, his his women and um, his wives and his kids and all the wives of his soldiers were taken. And in the midst of that, David didn't try to change the circumstance. He didn't try to justify 
um, justify his position in the circumstance. He just said, I'm going to reset. I'm going to inquire God and find out how to handle the situation. So David wasn't concerned about the environment. He wasn't concerned about what people thought about him, that he was concerned about his own posture and his own heart before God. And then uh, point number two was don't get comfortable or complacent in negative situations. And um, we just we just talked about the importance of stepping outside in faith and you know stepping outside into the unknown where you where you cannot predict the emotions and the feelings you're going to have, but you can just say, you know what, I don't know what's going to happen if I do this, but I I trust God, my faith is in God, I prayed about it, I'm going to step out, and so that that reset is changing your uh, changing your mind and changing your perce- um, perceptions and your thoughts from being complacent and being comfortable and resetting it to one of faith and trust and belief. And then the uh, the very last thing we talked about was um, just the importance of um, having vision and being able to clearly define what a reset means for you. You know, a reset for me is might be totally different than a reset for you. You know, one way that I reset is I can just, you know, be by myself. I can be watching a, a documentary or just, you know, just be chilling on the back porch. But for somebody else, you know, a reset for them uh, might mean that they, you know, go to the gym or go for a ride. Or it might, it might mean that you hang out with some people, you know. So it just, you just have to, to define and take time to just really uh, d- um, decide what a reset means for you. Because, you know, the Bible says God's people perish for a lack of vision. And I believe that they perish for a lack of vision and a lack of definition. You know, we have to be able to, to clearly define the things that we want, the things that we desire, and the things that we seek. Because I believe that the, the definition, when we can define it, then we can have vision. Um, yeah, and so just in case anybody uh, joined late, I just want to take a few minutes and um, allow you to come on and just um, say good morning. Good morning, it's Nurse Nikisha. Great message. Thank you so much. Thank you. Good morning. Good morning, it's Sister Priscilla. Great message. Enjoyed it. Thank you so much. Thank you. Good morning. Good morning. This is Patricia. Great message. Um, I actually have a song that I've written about Saul and David. And um, so okay. this just really rolls on, on it very nicely. And I appreciate this. Well, you know the, the big song that they have of, of David. But, uh, yeah, definitely. Thank you. Yes, amen. Thank you. Good morning. It's Krishanda. Great declaration. And thank you for confirmation. Yeah, amen. Good morning. Hey, good morning. This is Kedra. Thank you for the declaration. You're welcome. Good morning.
Good morning. Um, this is Natasha. Um, thank you for your declaration. As I was walking uh, this morning, a song came in my head for my old school people, um, a song by uh, Black Sheep called uh, um, Black with um, Envy, No Vision. So um, mm. it's wonderful to hear your word um, and that confirmation of what you're saying. Thank you. Amen. Thank you. Good morning, family. Thank you so much for your message. It was um, a blessing in your beautiful wife for her prayer. Thank you so much. I love the tag team. Yeah, amen. Thank you. Good morning. It's Dee Dee. Awesome, awesome, awesome. The reset. Oh, my God, sir. You blessed my whole entire soul. And Miss Micah, that prayer, my sister, what a way. Thank you for that. Amen. Amen. Thank you. And it's it's awesome too to hear the feedback from you guys because you know I'll just be a little bit transparent. So every time we we get every time we get ready to come on Declare Victory, <laughs> it feels like life gets crazy and life gets stressful. And you know, Micah um, yesterday she sent a text out to see if anybody could um, replace her for the for the um, for the prayer. And I'm just like, just freestyle it, man. Like you have the gift of just you know you just pray God's heart without you know. Like some people are more methodical, like that's my gift, you know, but she, her blessing is just being able to just kind of freestyle and just, you know, let the heart come out. And so it's just awesome to hear the feedback because it's like, man, if she, if we would have just like backed out, if she was to like get replaced, you know, I just, you know, I think that the blessing would have not, not been missed, but I feel like, you know, she was blessed and we're blessed because we, we stepped out in the midst of, you know, the, the stress. Can I say, this is Didi again, and can I say that's just exactly what we needed. That's a reset, and it's also um, the obedience part because it was such a refreshing. It was just like the do in the morning, like listening to her prayer this morning because it is so much going on. We we know what we're facing, but but her prayer and then leading up to your share, like the sister said, the tag team, it's amazing. Yeah. I just want to tell you again, thank you, because you set the tone um, when you said that, you know, how some people, and I'm probably going to say it differently from how you said it, but you know how every day there are just some people that no matter what, they're going to stay tied to some things that they should let go, me me included. Some of the stuff that we're attached yeah. to and those soul ties, you have to, um, like the other brother said the other day, go back to that computer and reset it. So those attachments yeah. that that no longer fit, there are some relationships and, and that we have to, they're toxic. And we have yeah. to really reset so we can refresh, you know what I mean? And just really yeah. be about who God, want, our heart posture has to change. We can't walk around bitter and angry. Now, I'm not saying that because forgiveness is not tied to people anyway. You have to forgive. Yeah. You have yeah. to. That's not even a given. I mean, you have to. You have. It's a given. You have to forgive, but you also have to put things in perspective. If you're just, if you know that toxic stuff is not good, and so your mm-hmm. prayers to me, if you're praying um, from a broken place or from a place of unforgiveness and you're bitter, what are you doing? You know what I mean? You have yeah. to free yourself. But I do want to just thank you and your beautiful wife. There's no distance in prayer. I'm still in California, Bay Area, and I'm lifting my Arizona family up 
because I know y'all missed, well, she, not you guys, but, um, uh, um, you know, my other, my nephew, Moses, and everybody from the Bay, but just your sound. So thank you, sir. And where are you from again? I thought you said, are you from Australia? Yeah, Australia. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Oh, I love, I love your accent. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> thank you. Man. Hey, good morning. This is Kedra. And just to, uh, like, piggyback on what um, Didi just said, yeah, when um, it's not when you miss You're kind of far away, Kedra. Can you get closer? Can y'all hear me now? Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah, I can hear y'all, too. Um, <laughs> okay, so it's not that it's that you that we would have missed the blessing, but um, it just flowed because usually when something great is about to happen, like the enemy, he's not going to. I mean, a thief isn't going to rob an empty house. So the enemy yeah. knows what God has in store for us. So he, you know, always tries to throw those mishaps. But um, I really enjoyed the declaration, and I find, and I'm glad, I'm glad you got it. Their word is reset because I find myself doing that on numerous occasions, all throughout the day. Be and um, I feel that's growth for me because um, <laughs> instead of saying something, I'll just sit back and I'll, I don't know if I'll be looking in space, but I'm in my head and I'm praying, like pleading with the pleading with the Lord to like, you know, give me the words to say or give me the right action because I don't want to do anything that's displeasing to him. I mean, that's mm. where I'm at in my faith walk. So I thank God for this confirmation of this um, declaration. And I continue to uh, just continue to pray my strength in the Lord as I pray for uh, my DV family and others. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Amen. Hi, good morning. It's Nurse and Nikisha. Um, I really liked when you said make a definition. Don't just say, oh, well, you know, I need to get a, a, a new perspective. Define what that means so you know where you are. And that just, re- oh, I'm getting chills just speaking it out because I'm usually that person. It's like, okay, well, we're going to, you know, reset or we're going to do things different. Okay, what does that mean? What yeah. does that mean to you? Because it's not going to mean the same thing to to me as it does to you. But whatever it means for me, I need to write it down so that you can see it. Or you know, a lot of people have a vision board or they'll have a whiteboard and they'll just write stuff down or a journal yeah. or whatever that means for you. But if you don't define it, then you're just going in circles. So I, that really just helps. Um, I, I'm getting chills. I'm, I can't get it out, but I, I think you hear my heart. It's like that yeah, really just helped that helped me to just like really just like, okay, girl, you need to get it together. And then like, <laughs> uh, you know, 2020 has just been hard for everybody. But, and also for me, it's like, I don't even like, sometimes it's like, okay, well, January didn't start off right. Then I'll just start my year over from my birthday. So that's been like a couple of days or whatever so I was like okay well you know what that's just going to be my new year and then just started from there and don't worry about what's going on with the presidency because that's that that wore me out is wearing everybody else out but you know what just know that whoever's in that office God is still in control so bless you mm-hmm. God I didn't hear the prayer but from how everybody is saying it it's like uh-oh I hope it's on the playback, but you know what? Just hearing your message, that was good for me. And I, I've heard you guys tag team before, so I know it was awesome. And just for you guys to know, I think I forgot who said it, but um, 
I know I heard Catherine say that the thief doesn't rob an empty house. So just know yeah. that when it's time um, for you guys to, to get on, just just stay faithful, and God will see you through. So blessings to you. Oh, yes. Thanks be unto God. I love to declare victory. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you so much for the feedback. Amen. <laughs> Good morning. This is Tanya. Um, I just wanted to say I was on my way back to sleep when she came on, and the prayer was amazing. It woke me up, and then your message, it just went together so wonderfully. And for me, it was the um, fact that you said when David went to uh, God, opposed to caring about what people are, what's happening, it was such a blessing because that's the main thing. We focus on what the person has said or what everybody said you did wrong or are you yourself saying what did you do or what you shouldn't do are you mm. focusing on the incident at hand opposed to who put you in it who's the same person gonna get you out so thank you yeah. so much that was such an awesome awesome um this was a beautiful morning thank you amen thank you amen Hey, good morning. This is Lisa. Um, I am in agreement with everyone. And and I just want to say I think the reason why your wife's prayer was so powerful and, like you said, it was freestyle, I guess what you called it, um, it, yeah. was, it was it was really the heart of God. And, it was, and yeah. I heard the word all through it. That was the powerful thing for me. And I think that's what yeah. resonates in us because we are word people. We believe the word of God. And she just yeah. brought it forth because it's in her. You can tell that, right? You can tell yeah. for the stringing yeah. forth the scriptures that don't fit and don't make sense and don't, you know, it, it wasn't that. And so it just flowed. So, yeah, that's that's why it was beautiful for me. And, and I agree, Tanya, she had my full attention, but I know it was God. And so being able mm. to come in agreement with the word of God, that's what we all should be able to do. However, you know, people have their ways of praying and what they pray for, but sometimes we can't always agree with some of the stuff we hear. So I yeah. think for me, that's why that was so powerful. To your declaration, thank you, sir. This is one of my favorite stories. And I think the words you said about David, um, you said you used a different version. And the version we're used to hearing, I'm used to hearing, I think it's the King James Version, is that David mm. encouraged himself in the Lord, right? Mm, yeah. So, how can we live a life without knowing we have the Holy Spirit on the inside of us? How can we live this life without going inward first to encourage ourselves and then entreat God? I love the fact that, check this out, David this time went to God, but a time before that, he learned his lesson because I think they pursued some enemies, thought they were so great because they outnumbered them, and they got defeated. And so David was wow. like going on was wrong. So this time he made sure to go in and treat God and say, shall we pursue? I don't want to make a move yeah. knowing what we need to do. And so God said, yes, pursue. And this time you will recover all. And so that's mm. some how is it that we go to God and we ask him and we believe and we say we know him. My sheep know my voice. They will follow me. They won't follow after another. So then he tells us what to do and then we don't do it or we're scared or we're hesitant to do it. Being scared is okay as long as we do it, right? Because there might be fear. Yes. But we don't do it. And we say we heard from God and we know that God told us to do it. Look, if God told us to do it, he's already made provision for it. We talk ourselves mm. out of it based on the stuff that we've 
surrounded ourselves in. And it wasn't like David had never, like, um, had issues before with people. He cried out all right. the time lamentations about they're coming against me they, they're trying to kill me they're trying to you know all that stuff he used to always say even in the psalms um he cried out all the time and lamented before god because of his enemies and how he desired not to harm god's anointed saul well still in this situation that's part of us learning and growing and seeing the bible characters as they play out in the scriptures he's evolving and even when he cried out and complained in other areas he said yet will I praise him. He had that still kind yeah. of matter what comes up against me, God, I have to put myself in remembrance. I have to bring myself back to the recollection that you are God and that you're for me. And so yeah. I think it's a great example for us to look at. Don't do nothing without God um, first giving us the green light to go because something might seem right because there's a way that seems right to a man, but that's a trap yeah. or the enemy that's setting us up for death or destruction, like you said. And we wander around without a vision and we perish or are destroyed because we're not consulting God. And if we are, yeah. we're guessing. And how can we, James said, expect to receive anything from God when we're double-minded? So the word is so powerful, back to your wife. That's why her prayer was so meaningful, I think. And the word just works, and we just have to learn on a regular basis how to apply the word to our daily lives, looking at what they went through and making it relevant mm. today. And that's what you did for us. So thank you, sir. Bless you. Yeah. Amen. Thank I, you for the feedback. Amen. I, I have one one more thing to say. Um, mm. I've been down to... Um, Australia, it's a beautiful mm. during the Easter time. Oh my word! Christmas yeah. down. I mean, Christians down there, they know what to do. They know how to party. They have the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's beautiful, you know. And I've been yeah. there a couple of times. And um, the one time, but I went there for playing blues. Okay. Okay. And it was. With a lot of, uh, you know, over at the, what is the Byron Bay Blues Festival? Okay, yep, um, yep. Yeah, okay, so those. And so anyhow, the uh, this one show I did, it's huge. Mind you, the festivals out there are huge. They're beautiful, and they're huge. This festival I went to and played at um, was with uh, who? Erica Badu, uh, you know, people as such. And mm -hmm. I was – and um, – India Irie, um, she was in backstage, all these people backstage, and the folks, folks know who I'm talking about. So I'm backstage, yeah. and, and, and the, uh, one of the, um, the booking agents comes up to me and says, I want you to come and meet my mother. Her mother was the, the, one of the largest persons in that place over there at the, at the Byron Bay. So I'm getting ready. I'm fixing myself up, getting all dude up. And, you know, the band members are still there inside the uh, place. I'm getting all dude up. They're looking at me and everything. And I got this big smile. And then all of a sudden, this voice came and said, don't go. Wow. Yes. Hmm. Yes. I'm sure you honestly know what I'm saying. Yeah. It was so ironic, and, 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 and I looked at everybody. No one heard it. They're smiling and doing what they're doing, and I'm, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and I'm like, what am I going to do? 
You know, but I, I, yeah. I listened to the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit Amen. was so loud then. Mm. It was so, and don't go. And I just like, oh, my word, oh, my word. I had couldn't do nothing but not to wow. go. Yeah. yeah. I had nothing else to do but not to go. And, um, wow. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I really love your decoration. I really love your, the prayer. I love y'all. And, and and many blessings. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Obedience is important, you know, because who knows what would have happened if you, if you just said, you know what, I'm I'm just going to go. I'm here. I'm ready. I, I got, I got myself, you know, all ready to come out. You know, who knows? Yeah. You know, wow. Yeah. Hey. Oh, sorry. Hey, this is Kedra again. Um, I just wanted to say this. I it came to me was deposited in me when I that was really good what Lisa said. And also, far as like the resetting, when David was anointed king, he didn't go back to the palace and turn up. He went back to the first thing that he was familiar yeah. with. I guess that was his way of resetting. He went back out into the field. So yeah, yeah that that tied into that for me. Yeah, that's good. That is so good. Yeah, because you would think, you know, I just got anointed king, so uh, let's go to the palace, <laughs> you know. But it's like that. Nah, he went back to the sheep, back to the uh, back to the field, you know. Right, wow. to hear from the Lord, I guess, or to pray about his next step. That you know, that's 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 wisdom right there. Yeah. Wow. Can I bring up this one point since you talked about obedience? I think. Um, the people that were chasing or went and destroyed um, AI or Ziglag um, were the Amalekites. Those are the very yes. same people that Saul was supposed to wipe out completely. You remember he didn't yes. let the king live. And so they kept being a thorn in Israel's side from that point on. And that's the problem with not being obedient. And as a result of him not being obedient, Saul, that was one of the reasons why he was removed from power. So now... Very same thorn because of his lack of obedience continues to haunt, you know, God's people. And so what are we doing like that, that sin so, that so easily besets us, I think your wife mentioned. Um, that, that thing that keeps bothering us and keeps us from going forth and it keeps coming back to haunt us. Yeah. yeah. Isn't that something? Wow. Yeah, that is good. Wow. And I, I love, too, how David was obedient. Like when the, uh, when the Philistines said... You know, we don't want you to come fight with us. You know, please go home. I love how David was obedient and just went, you know, because imagine if he stayed in the battle, you know, meanwhile, you know, his whole entire city is being burned down. And now his his wives and children that are kidnapped are like far, far away. You know, but the fact that, you know, he was told go home and he left, he was able to see the situation, inquire God and then pursue the Amalekites. But if he had stayed at battle, you know, who knows what, what would have happened. They might have been, you know, days away with the with the wives and the kids. Being quick to obey. You know, wow. the kings back in their days were not like the ones we have now. They were on the front line. They went out and yep. fought. So, mm -hmm. and David, I love this. You brought this out. David didn't complain to the people when they, you know, got ready to stone him. He took responsibility because he was their leader, and he felt yeah. responsible. 
responsible? How many responsible leaders do we have today? Mm. <sighs> mm. Wow. This reminds me of being is when it's not your battle to fight. So you're fighting something that ain't got nothing to do with you. So that's what came to me. Thank you for that, Lisa and and Pastor. Yeah, amen. So I, I have five minutes left um, before I have to end the call. Um, I got an obligation this morning. Um, does does anybody else have anything they really wanted to uh, bring out? Yeah, because we we were um, we're in Phoenix, and so the the time difference uh, kind of surprised us. You know, <laughs> yesterday I was like, wait a minute, uh, it's going to be seven o'clock our time is going to be six o'clock in uh, in Cali. So <laughs> so we totally forgot about the time difference, and we had something um, booked at nine o'clock this morning. So um, yeah, so does anybody else have anything they they want to share or bring out? Okay, if nothing else, I'm going to go ahead and pray and close it out. Uh, so, Father God, we thank you for today. We thank you for waking us up this morning. Uh, we thank you, Father God, for just um, for breath and for provision and for shelter and for food and for finances and for jobs, Father God. We thank you that our, our basic needs are met, Lord Jesus. And I just pray that today that you would help us to have gratitude, help us to be thankful for everything that we have, and just um, help us, Father God, to just set our mind on you, Father God. We thank you for Declare Victory. We thank you, God, for the Declare Victory family. Um, I just pray blessings upon us today, Father God. We pray that the word today, Father God, would become a way of life, that all the things that you spoke to us through the spirit, Father God, just um, obedience and, and reset and all the things, Father God, that the Holy Spirit touched on. We pray that those things would become a way of life, Lord God, that we wouldn't just hear the word, but we would be doers of the word, Father God, that each and every day that we would look back at your word and say, what should I do in this situation? And that we would reach back into the revelation that you've given us, Father God, and that we would apply that to our life and to our circumstances and to our situation. And so I just pray blessings upon the family today. Um, I thank you, Father God, for the ministry. I thank you for each and every one on the call and bless our day today. In Jesus' name, amen. Happy Saturday. Happy Saturday. Same to you. Bye bye. Bye bye.